everyone and welcome to episode two of our scalp micropigmentation ready for anything series. Today um, we had the pleasure of chatting to one of our lovely clients during his um, third session um, of scalp micropigmentation. Um, he had an amazing story where he had been um, you know through so many different hair loss treatments um, over the years. So um, we recap on all the different things that um, this client has tried um, and where he was at with his hair loss before coming to us here at Scalp Micropigmentation Australia. So um, you may hear a little bit of noise in the background, um, which is just me um, treating, but just ignore that um, and have a listen to what he has to say. And again, like always, um, hopefully something that he says um, in this episode um, might spark and resonate with someone, um, you know, with something that they might have been through and um, are looking for a solution. So enjoy listening to um, this interview. And again, reach out if you've got any questions or queries, head over to our website, www.smpadelaide.com.au um, to find out lots more information on our procedure. All right, so let's start at the beginning. When um, did you first start noticing that you were experiencing hair loss? Uh, probably when I was... 1920. Yeah, and what were the options available to you then? Like, where did you look for help um, with with treatments for hair loss? Um, I didn't really look for anything then. Um, I, I I went in the army when I was 21, and I shaved. I had my head shaved then, uh, but I was a little bit paranoid about it. But um, it wasn't until my hair, I grew my hair back after I came back out of the army after about a year that I started to really sort of worry about it. But once I got to probably uh, about 25, 26, I started investigating uh, hair companies Mm -hmm. and found, um, can I mention his name? No, let's not no. mention names. Yeah, um, yeah. So you found a surgeon, I, I, you? I found a, uh, a hair company on Hutt Street in Adelaide and um, they did uh, grafting, hair grafting, where mm-hmm. they took a strip from the back of my head and uh, they took individual hairs out of that strip and then they just put grafts into the front areas where I was receiving on the two sides of the front. And... Um, yeah, I, that was the. I did one at one time. I did that, mm-hmm. and then um, I noticed that it was going to take forever to do that, and I didn't want any more strips taken out of the back of my head because of the scar line right across the back of my head. Mm-hmm. So they did a thing called scalp reduction. Yeah. So. Um, so scalp reduction um, isn't performed anymore. So just sort of explain um, how that. Came to be. So, what does that involve? What do you remember? Well, with scalp reduction, uh, the doctor, the or the mm-hmm. ser- the person who was surgeon. performing the surgeon who yep. was doing the procedure, uh, sent me to this guy who, uh, what he did, he wanted to get more elastic elasticity in yep. my head, make it more flexible, mm-hmm. so they could br- uh, pull the skin right up from the side. 
Uh, they make an incision, they do one side at a time. So they, first they did my left side after this guy had massaged my head for a couple of weeks and got it really flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, they make an incision from the front all the way up my temple right to the back of the head. And then they uh, pull the uh, skin right up where my good hair is at the side and get rid of the dead hair that was dying in the middle. Yeah. And they join it all up and um, then you, obviously they give you, they put you under for the whole procedure so you never knew what was going on. Yeah. And then I end up at home and yeah, I was in a lot of pain. So you, they give you a lot of pain medication and things like that because it's, it's not nice afterwards sort of thing. So, um, and I did four of those where they did my left side, then they did my right side, then they did my left side and then my right side again. So, yeah, um, I, went, I went through four of those scalp reductions. That's quite invasive surgery. That's quite full on really, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, yeah, and um, at one point, the, after the fourth one, um, I had to have the nurse come to my house to administer pain medication to me. I was in that much pain, um, mm-hmm. and so she actually came all the way from the city to my house in the south to give me more pain medication because I was crying in pain. Yeah. Uh, my wife was begging them to come there. So they ended up coming there because they had a care to look after me, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did look after me, and um, but I ended up with um, two big scars from each temple side all the way up through the middle of my head to the back of the head, plus the original scar across the back of my head mm-hmm. from the grafts. So, um, and... No matter what you do, I think with these, with these hair, um, you know, scalp reductions or grafts or whatever, if you're going to go bald, you're going to go bald. I don't think any of these things ever cure your baldness. I think they just delay it, mm-hmm. and then at the end of it, when you do go thin, you end up with these scars, and you have to deal with them. Yeah. You know? And at the time, um, but you would have felt pretty good about the results because at the time it would have looked nice and full and you wouldn't have seen any scars. Um, but it's just as the years go on and the hair loss continues, things get revealed. Is that sort of what you mean? Like- yeah, definitely, yeah. It just got to a point, you know, you just, you'd be using hair products and uh, like hair dust to, darken it or you know lots of hairspray so your hair didn't move uh, but you get to a point where your hair's so thin that um you just you can't you, you end up just wearing a hat because you, you've got no other option or you just become a recluse you don't want to go out it, it can it affected me mentally you know, I, I end up with uh, mental illness because of it and, and really bad anxiety. Uh, socially, you know, I, I uh, you know, lost a lot of friends and things and didn't want to be around any people, didn't want to go out. Um, you know, just 
It really affects everyone so differently, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I even had the uh, person who performed the procedure on me ring me up to ask if I'd actually um, recommend someone to come and get it done. And I just told him, uh, no way that I'd do that because of what I was going through mentally and anxiety-wise. Yeah. So, and, and it not only just affects me, it affected my family. Uh, it, it cost me so much money. I mean, uh, the amount of money I spent, because in the end, after all the scalp reductions and the grafts and everything that I end up doing, uh, I end up having to go to Sydney and see this guy, because I found this guy that actually did this thing where they actually take... There's no surgery involved. They don't actually have to cut any strips out or do scalp reductions or before get. You don't end up with scars or anything. They just take individual hairs out, uh, one by one, and then they just put them in spots, obviously where you're receding. So you don't end up with any scars or anything. So I found him, but that was uh, twenty-two thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and um, luckily at the time because I had. Uh, mental illness because of it and I was seeing a psychologist and everything like that and the doctor because I got a note from both of them I was able to receive $17,000 of that back through Medicare because I got because I got them to sign these forms but then uh, Medicare caught on to that and then they stopped it so I couldn't go back and get any more of those procedures because I just didn't have that kind of money and and in the end, it looked great, and it all grew back fuller and everything. But again, they just all they do is just delay the obvious. They the good hair that he put in from the back and put into the front, it all just fell out anyway. Mm-hmm. So I wasted my time and money doing that as well. So there's nothing really out there at all anywhere I believe that actually ever fixes your hair at all Mm -hmm. i i just believe that it's all just a waste of money and um you're better off just dealing with your head shave it bald and um get what i'm getting done done because the only thing that really has changed my life Mm -hmm. and i'm in such a better place now through getting the SMP done uh, through Caitlin mm-hmm. um, than I've ever been in my life. I mean, I'm going out with a completely bald head, but I look like I've got a full head of hair. And for the first time in, oh my gosh, tw- probably 15, 20 years, I'm actually living my life normally now. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling like I could actually probably come off medication. Um, I'm just in a totally different place now. My, I feel like my life's just started over again. I don't, I don't have to spend all this money on hair products. I don't have to get haircuts. But the other thing that you did between transplants and SMP is that um, you were doing um, using a hair system or a wig yeah. as well. So you know, when I met you, you were still wearing that. You were looking for an option to come off wearing that. Um, so how did you go 
um, what's involved when you when you have a hair system? What's the maintenance and the upkeep of that? Um, well, the the thing is with the hair systems, um, obviously the more you pay, the better system you get with them. Um, but even the the uh, cheaper systems are still around two and a half to three thousand dollars, and unless you really look after it, it loses its colour and goes an orangey looking colour after a while. So you've got to buy colour mm -hmm. stuff besides normal conditioner. You've got to buy colouring stuff to get rid of the orange colour out of it. Um, you've got to, they only last probably, even if you really, really look after it, they only probably look, last probably three to six months. And then you've got to pay another two and a half to three thousand dollars for another system. Um, that's, and plus every month, if you can make it last a month, um, and keep it on for a month is you've got to pay $85 a month to have a haircut. Um... And what do they do during that, that haircut? So they, um, they take the piece off for you and they recondition the, the, the hair, the hair system? Yeah, because, yeah. Uh, the, what happens is they, the hair piece is, um, they use like a bonding agent, like a glue. So they shave where you're already bald and they just keep the sides of the hair where you've got hair at a certain length that you want it just to blend in with the wig and then they put glue uh, around just next to the hairline where they've shaved and then they put all this tape and stuff on the wig and and uh, re-tape re all around the wig mm -hmm. and uh, then they um, you know shampoo your hair and trim it and everything like that before they put the wig back on and um, then put the wig back on to you and um, yeah and then it you know they trim up any areas that they need to to make your hair look nice but then um, a month later you got to come back and go through it all again and in between that there's so much maintenance I mean you've got to buy the shampoos you got to buy the conditioners mm -hmm. and every two days the very front of it um, is just tape. It's not glued down. So you've got to lift up the front of it. You've got to clean, try to clean all that area off, get all the glue off, get all the tape off. Yeah. Um, and get it all... And then you've got to learn how to put the tape on. Yeah. Um, you've got to shave that bit of hair that's at the front there again so it's just your scalp. And then you got to pull that tape back down and adhere it to your to your forehead again at the front. Um, and you said something to me which I had never heard before. You were saying after you decided to shave your head and, and start the SMP process, you said that um, you hadn't hadn't had a decent night's sleep because of the hair system for the last however long you've been wearing it. So what happens when you sleep with a hair system? Oh, it's, it's terrible. You don't realise it until you actually, the first night you come home and you go to bed and you're laying, you're laying in bed and you can feel it moving. You can feel it on your head, like moving around like it's, 
not stable or, you know, because you can't touch your scalp anymore. So when you get an itchy scalp, because they recommend don't go itching the hair system, you can't itch your scalp, you can't, like, itch your head like you normally would. You've just got to, like, tap the top of the wig where your itch is and just sort of press on it or tap it. You can't rub or pull at it or anything like that, otherwise the hair starts falling out of the system. Uh, You've got to really be very gentle with the system when you're washing it, when you're touching it. Um, So, yeah, when I'm laying in bed, if you don't lay in a certain position or you've got to... It comes loose in certain areas Mm -hmm. and... um, eventually you've just got to end up like positioning your head in a certain way just to go to sleep or if you lay on your side you've got to put your hand under your head to stop the system from hitting your pillow you can just never lay right or you can never you can never just feel totally relaxed like put your head on a pillow and feel relaxed that's the way i always felt anyway yeah Uh, because the system used to just sort of other what come loose or not last as long before you did. and I always tried to make it every four weeks I'd have a haircut but that's only because I did those things in bed before I went to sleep yep. to stop it from coming off or the bonding agent from coming loose so it's very uncomfortable you can't itch your head you can't touch your head um you know and I had uh because I retaped the front of it if you don't do it every two days, like they recommend, and be, after a while you just don't want to do it every two days because it's so labour-intensive and it takes up so much of your time. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can end up with what I, I ended up with, like, red marks on my f- forehead, so uh, which, if I had left, would have got infected. Um, so yeah. I, I ended up having to you know when I wasn't going out anywhere leave the front of my system uh, I had to leave it up like flapped up at the front not even down or adhered to my forehead because I had red marks that I needed to get rid of and you just had to leave it up and and the system the second system that I had it was actually cutting into the front of my forehead and leaving like a permanent mark in the front of my forehead and it was becoming red and raw and sore so and in the end when it got to a point where uh, the people that I was seeing uh, because I couldn't see the back of my head um, I must have had red blotches or marks coming up and they weren't telling me about it they were just rebonding the uh, the wig back on there I could only see what was happening at the front when I was flapping it up and re putting new adhesive on every two days yeah. um, but they never told me about that and it ended up getting red and raw and sore and it got infected to the point where I had to take the wig off and shave it off myself and uh, go to the doctors and um, show him and and uh, that's when I decided that's it, I've had enough, I can't go through this anymore. And yeah. uh, I came to Caitlin at SMP, so, um, and uh, best thing I ever did. So what are you looking forward to now? So we've got a, a really cool shaved head style, 
Um, what have people said so far and um, what are you looking forward to activity-wise? Oh, just being able to scratch my head <laughs> is amazing again. <laughs> being able to touch your head. Yeah. Um, just being able to sweat, go in the pool. Um, yeah, you've all, got a pool. Yeah, all things that I couldn't do with my wig because there's so much maintenance. If you do go into chlorine with discoloration of the wig, um, you know, just being able to, when, when you sweat, the wig had just, all the adhesive had come loose, so you couldn't, you didn't really want to exercise or sweat. Um, so that's what I'm looking forward to, getting back into fitness and being able to sweat and just all you got to do is just wet your head now and that's it, done, rub a towel over it and... Mm -hmm. Um, not having to use shampoos and conditioners, being able to shave my own head, not have to worry about paying just all the money that you save. Yeah. I mean, with the wig systems, I mean, let's say I bought one every six months and I paid $85 every month to get my hair cut, plus I had to buy shampoos and conditioners and adhesive tapes and all the other things. You know, uh, just for the wig systems, you're looking at like six grand for the year, yeah. then $85 a month, so there's another thousand, so that's 7,000, plus the shampoos and conditioners that you buy every month. Yep. They might cost you another 50 bucks a month, so, you know, there's nearly $8,000 a year, so you add that up over $8,000 a year over five years. You do the mass, you know. That's a pretty good holiday you've now gone, hey? Yeah, and yeah. I've just uh, eliminated all that by getting uh, the tattooing that I've got done uh, on my head. I've eliminated the haircuts, all the shampoos, conditioners, um, and, you know, this is permanent, you know, and you can come in and have it retouched up and it's not expensive to get touched up and you just come in once a year for a touch up and um, you know or you can wait three or four year, three to five years and get it done and redarkened again or you can come in for a touch up once a year or whatever check up, see if we need to do anything yeah Sometimes that's at the it 12 month mark, we don't touch it so yeah yeah um, with your particular case, though, because we've got a, um, you know several scars here that we're camouflaging, um, my best suggestion is for you to come back every 12 months. Yeah. Let me have a look because scar tissue does hold a little bit differently than natural tissue. So I'm looking forward to seeing you, you know, around Christmas time every year. Yeah, yeah. We'll catch up, see how it's going. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, but I, you know, it's just been unbelievable. Like I said, uh, it's changed my life. I'm, I'm actually. For the first time in a long, long time, I don't go out without a hat. I go out without a hat on now. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I don't care what people think anymore because I know it looks amazing what Caitlin's done. And every, I've had a, a comment, my daughter came over the other day and goes, oh, you shaved your head, Dad. And that's all she said. She <laughs> didn't notice any of the scars. She didn't notice anything else. She just said, oh, you shaved your head. I mean, she forgot. I think she even forgot I had a wig on, in the beginning. You know, so she and um, lots of other people of my family have come over and haven't even looked twice at my head. You know, that's uh, the thing. I think 
a lot of guys feel nervous about the first time they're going to see somebody, um, you know, after having it done. But really, I think from what everyone has ever told me, it's all in your head. You know, yeah. Yes, of course, people are going to say, oh, you shaved your head because that's obvious. Yeah. But that's where it stops. You know, they're not going to inspect it. Why would they ever think anything else? That's exactly right, yeah. I, no one really is going to come up to your head and, and just stare at you. I mean, who who in the right mind would ever do that to somebody, yeah. you know? I mean, you, you, like you said, it's all in your head. And once you go through this process and you see the results, you soon... I mean, I, I never thought after the second procedure... I mean, I knew I was getting three procedures, but I needed four. I need four, obviously, Caitlin's told me, because of the rawness of my head at the time. She couldn't work on it because of the damage the wig had done. Uh, but normally, you know, you'd only have three procedures. But, um, uh, you know, I, I never th- would have thought after the second procedure I'd be walking out and about in the shopping mall of <laughs> colonnades um, you know, yeah. and uh, not worrying about it after the second procedure, you know. So, um, yeah, so it's just absolutely crazy how it's how it can change your life. And um, and if you've, to anyone who's got scars or, you know, who's got, you know, mental health problems or anxiety because of these scars and is really worrying about, these sorts of things, and is at that point of their life where they just really think to themselves, you know, I don't care about my hair anymore, it's just my scars I'm worried about, yeah. then come and see Caitlin at SMP because it will change your life, you know. Yeah. Uh, you'll be amazed at what she can do. So, Wonderful. yeah. Well, thank you so much for giving us an insight into the travels that you've um, taken and, and the experiences that you've had. Um, hopefully our listeners on the podcast here will, you know, it might resonate with someone listening uh, and help make um, a really nice decision for them and we'd love to help um, everyone that has scalp scars, that has um, confidence issues or anxiety about them. Um, you know, it's a really simple process from our end. Um, yes, it involves a lot of talent and um, and experience, but we, we can certainly offer that and... Um, and we'd love to help anyone out there that might be feeling the same way as our client today. So thank you so much for sharing. No worries. Thanks very much, Kaylin. Lovely. Thanks a lot.